This is Jim and Adrian from the Great Big Table Podcast. These are interviews we were able to record on the Exhibition Hall at Gen Con 2014. We really appreciate the time that the game publishers took out of their busy convention schedule to talk with us. We had a great time interviewing them at Gen Con, and we think you'll enjoy what they had to say. This is Jim and Adrian. We're here at the Mind Twister booth at Gen Con, Mind Twister USA, uh, talking to Jesse Denherter about their games. We wanted to talk about FanDubal first. It's a real favorite. It, you donated one to our Extra Life, mm-hmm. and um, you've got it out on the table. We're really excited to see it here. Yes. Why don't you tell us about uh, yeah. FanDubal? So FanDubal, like you said, Jim, it's really been a sleeper for us. You know, It's won a couple of nice awards in the toy industry, but I think what people don't get, the simplicity of it, you know, is, is is awesome. But when you get a group of four around the table, it's kind of an addicting game. Yeah. So uh, we like it with, like, for my kids, for example, like the greed aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Do I roll? Yeah. Do I stay? Do I cheat? You know, like, there's just so much. The so great push-your-luck element to it that yeah. we like to play a lot. Um, yes. Yeah. And, and the big, chunky dice are the, probably the biggest dice I've ever rolled in awesome. the game. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, like I said, we really wanted to take the quality seriously. And I think, like, you know, just competing against a digital world, like tangible feel-good product yeah. like that has to be a big part of the design process yeah. you know so the engine has to be there but also the production so we've been really happy with it and we're especially excited uh here because fion aurora our uh illustrator good friend who did fanduble is here with some of his prints so he's signing games signing prints great um and then actually we're giving away one of the original fanduble sketches that oh, wow. he did at the end of the show okay. to all the fans so we're just so how do you get chances to uh, uh, anybody that comes with one of the uh, the coupon books that has the free awesome stuff yeah uh, coupon they'll get a print and they'll be entering the drawing and then um, on Sunday we'll be drawing the winner Fantastic. so yeah couldn't Fantastic. be couldn't be more excited about that so yeah. what are some of the other games that are sort of Mind Twister USA's staples. Well, you know, Pentago, of course, you guys are familiar with. Yes. You know, yes. I think we've been staying it the wrong way, though. We always say Pentago. Pentago, yeah. Pentago. It's, it's Pentago. Sweet, yeah, it's that funny. makes a lot more sense, in actually. Sweet, well, in, <laughs> the proper name is Pentago in, in Sweden, but okay. we've kind of okay. changed it a little bit, become a little more Americanized with, okay. with Pentago. Um, continues to be a great seller, you know, the simplicity of it. Um, it has nice know, design elements. The, we exact. always like that. So you have different, you have wood ones. Or the yes. Plastic, you have the, like the molded plastic with a wavy. Yes. Like yes, exactly. We really took that aesthetic of it. You know, the Swedes have been done a great job, I think, as a whole in terms of design. Design, yeah. Um, and so um, Tony Mag, the president, you know, a Swedish native, when they found this, brought it over for North America. Like, you know, we try to take a lot of that care in building the product and building the brand. You know, that's, you know, we want to make it stylish. Yeah. We want it to look good on your coffee table. Well, if you have it out, you're more likely to play it. Exactly. Especially with the, the abstract games, yes. you get to see them have that sort of uh, uh, table appeal. Yes. Exactly. Well, they look like art, particularly the black one that you have out right now. Yes, so. yes. Yeah, that's, uh, and that's, you know, that's the other thing, something that's really cool, and Paul and I were talking about this. Um, oh, that one's lovely. This is, uh, this is something that we found in the warehouse. Um, <laughs> 
which oh was done in Sweden. These were pretty expensive, but they just didn't have the you know price price point to sell them. So we had a couple of them we were going to do and just sell them here at the show. But for that really extreme, like awesome Pentago fan that has to have everything Pentago, like this is another one that. And <laughs> when this says multiplayer, is that more than one? Like, yes. So yes. This is this is basically Pentago is a two-player game. And we, we do have the multiplayer, which yeah. we, did, we came out with. Okay. So this this takes the same LE uh, design. You know, in the multiplayer format, which is great. So you can play three to four people. Awesome. Um, you know, it's uh, this has also been kind of coming up in the ranks as people, you know, the Pentago fan. And then there's a lot of people that enter into the Pentago family of games through this and then see the two players. Oh, so wow. it's kind of worked both ways, yeah. which is fantastic. What I tell people I like about this game is I think it does something weird with the, your brain perception. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. you're sitting there, and you're like, man, I got this. And then the next person turns something, and all of a sudden there's a line of five, and yes. you never saw it. Yes. It just kind of pops in your head. Absolutely. It's amazing. Amazing feeling when it you're is. playing that. Well, and, and what's really fascinating to me, and, and Tony has had this happen on numerous occasions, where he'll sit down and be like, you know, I want to try to beat the president of the company, you know, and little kids will come and play and win, but their, their way of looking at something is so outside the box mm-hmm. of what yeah. someone else is. That it just that whole spatial orientation, that that problem solving strategy, is just you know there's no there's no direct um, you know factor to make it work, and that's yeah. that's what's exciting. Yeah, we play this with my nine year old son. Yeah, he likes those times when he <laughs> flips it, and I'm like, I did not even see that. Like, yeah. He loves to take that like I've just done something to dad. You know? yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like and, that. And that's that's the other side of it too. You know, the mechanics are great. There is a strategy. But it's about reading your opponent as well. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the really fun part, you know, like, can I feel out if this person, you know, and... Yeah, what I also like is in the, in the, in the which is not the um, instruction book, yes. is really well laid out, but it also gives you, like, um, strategy strategies, like, here's the basic forms almost. Yes. And it's what you're working towards, you yes. know. And it does a good job of trying to teach you to be good because the problem with a strategy game comes sometimes is... A new player might be at a disadvantage to a, young, a, a, a an older player. Yes, yes. But the game kind of already shows you, here's the basic strategy. So you could come in kind of with an understanding of what to watch out for. Exactly. And I like that a lot. Exactly. I thought that was really well done. You know, so, you know, there's no code of cracking Pentago, but there's some strategy that kind of helps you enjoy the game. And then that just even creates more fun. Yeah. Because does that person know this? Does that person see exactly. this? And and that's um, the reading part you're talking yeah, about. Is, yeah. is he doing this or is this an accident? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. So, yeah, awesome. very excited. Very excited. So one thing that we talk about is, uh, as I said before, is our game. Our podcast is about game advocacy and growing the board game hobby. And we've seen a lot of stuff talking about how board games growing. Right? Is Mind Twister USA seeing that growth? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Like, it's been really interesting. I think for the longest time, you know, we... You know, we have a presence in the toy yes. industry yes, as well, indeed. you know, so we still do a lot of specialty shops. Um, but, you know, this Gen Con has just been a favorite for us for so long because there's a, pat, you know, true, you know, we get board games. We love board games. We see the value in it, and we want, and more families coming to this. The Family yeah. Fun Pavilion is just blown up. We're so excited about uh, that. We started six years ago when our son was three. Yeah. And, and our daughters we were, have grown up. They we were some of the gone. only people with a kid here. Yeah. And now we see big families, and we see a lot of families, and it's and and that's that's exciting. And that in itself is amazing growth. And I think, um, you know, I know in the toy industry for the for the longest time there was this big line of sand between the digital apps and the traditional board games. And I feel like Gen Con and you know some of the gaming clubs and you know organizations throughout the country have really embraced like the true fun and power in that. Yeah. That's kind of like you know like you said with Europe like. 
there is there's value to this. Yeah. It's far beyond the screen, you know. Yeah. And um, you know, I, I see it with my kids. They're they're a product of technology. However, like getting behind a good game, you know, and playing it with your dad, looking at them in the eye, like talking, you know, yes. like all those I things. I'm winning. I'm, yeah, like I, you know, I. It's just fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then I think a lot of schools. We've seen a lot of with a lot of schools get behind it. You That's know, great. they're they're huge proponents of that. And you know, we can we can serve math in this really awesome pill form of fun. That's yeah. um, And that and that kind of goes hand in hand with some of the technology. But I we're seeing a great you know response, and um, I think. The, the distribution channels have changed a lot, but I think the core consumer fan is like it's yeah. it's on the it's on the rise. So, do you have any advice for other people on how they can be better advocates to try to bring more people into gaming? I think I think you know just community. It really starts kind of like the small ripple effect. Like you do small, and then it gets big. Like you know, community chambers. You know, getting getting game clubs together, doing library. You know, kind of go turn, just kind of starts in like the lo-fi, like yeah. you know, kind of like the garage, Word and you out. work your way yeah. up. Yeah. yeah, you know, getting like we've tried to do like a weekend game nights. You know, or um, and uh, you know that's just helped a lot. You know, just unorganized. Let's build it. Let's let's enjoy this. Let's do this, and then and then you kind of take it to the next level with the library. Like, hey, ten of us are going to be at the library playing Pentago or Rapello, and let's meet up and. You know, you kind of have a play date with local families. So that's that's been huge. I think that, to me, is one of the best ways to kind of bring awareness. And that's almost a play in public kind of approach. Exactly. Exactly. I know Lego clubs are really prevalent, you know. And and so it just kind of falls hand in hand with that. Like, you've got a Lego club, you've got a Pentago club. You know, like, you can just build it out. Yeah. Um, I, I love how you have the sets with the covers too. Those yes. are great for families. Yes. So thank <laughs> this, you for that. Oh yeah, we're really this, this has been uh-huh. fantastic, and we're uh, we're so happy that you know we're able to put that together because that's been an incredible selling point. You know, um, and you want to take Pentago everywhere. Yeah. You know, you don't yeah. want to keep it just in your house. You yeah. want to take it camping, and so yeah, so things are good. You know, cool. we're like I said, couldn't be more excited about Gen Con this year, and you know, just the energy behind it and. The family aspect yeah, is I just... I think you're going to see more families in every part. We've already seen a lot. Yeah. When we came, it was like us and a couple of other people. I mean, there's probably more than that, but what yeah. we were seeing. Yeah. And now every year, year over year, past six years, more and more families through the whole time, not just on Sunday. Yes, so, yes, yes. That's one. That's another way to grow the gaming hobby, right? Just to raise them. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Reproduction. Reproduction. Hey, reproduction is good. Yeah. yeah. And hitting the generation cycle, exactly. you know? Like, yeah. we're, we were passionate about it, and now we're in that demographic where we have kids and we're in influence yeah. you know um, the games are so much better now though, yeah, they, yeah I didn't even yeah. think of that because a lot of us hit the early gaming and we're, yes. and we're coming into it and now we're having kids exactly. yeah so that's just fulfilling on yeah. that timing that kind of you know there's a timing there's a timing of it yeah. so um, and then you know social media has been a big part of it as well you know I think there's been um, kind of going back to the app side of it you know there's there's been a lot of games now traditionally that have kind of built fans in the app space yeah. but found kind of like multiplayer like they found fans through one side and then and then found the other traditional yeah. Through, yeah. through back and forth so it's kind of a cyclical process so i feel like that that can enhance play but i think it needs to be yeah. it's not about the technology it's about the play, the play. and i think people kind of miss exactly and when you put that first whatever whatever that turns out to be you know that's that's the end result not so awesome yeah well, thank you very much. Oh, for yeah, my pleasure, guys. Thank yeah. you so much for what you do. And
The Great Big Table podcast is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0 license. The song Vox vs. Uke is generously provided by Unreal underscore DM, featuring MindMap That under Creative Commons attribution, 3.0 unported license. You can hear more of his wonderful music creations at ccmixter.org forward slash people forward slash under, unreal underscore DM. The My Favorite Game Console is a table and chairs image is released, released under a Creative Commons attribution share alike by Daniel Salas. If you like the image, head over to Daniel's blog, danielsalas.com, and buy the t-shirt. If you buy a t-shirt, tell Daniel that the Great Big Table podcast sent you. We appreciate that Daniel shares his amazing work, and we hope that you do too. You can find out more about the Great Big Table podcast and subscribe to our podcast feed by visiting our website at greatbigtable.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at greatbigtable. If you have any questions or comments, we would love your feedback. Just send it to podcast at greatbigtable.com. Leave us a message on our voicemail number, 401-IT-IS-BIG, or 401-484-7244. You can call from your computer if you have a microphone by clicking on the Google Talk widget on our homepage. Do us a favor and rate us on iTunes. It helps people find the show. This is Adrian and Jim signing off. You'll hear from us again in a couple of weeks, we hope. Until then, let's play some games. Ta-da!